Well, when you put the TV set on to watch the news, is it really news or is it propaganda? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I am your host, Bob Bierman. A lot of topics to cover today, including the teaser headline about is it news or is it propaganda? And also, are we really living in the final days? And what parallels does the United States have with with the Roman Empire? There are a lot of things that I want to talk about and share with you. I have spent the better part of a half century involved in some way or form in media. Spent a number of years on the radio. Early in my career, I was a newsman and even news director in some radio stations. I learned the basic tenets of journalism at a young age. Now, journalism, journalism, let's say 50 some odd years ago, was much different in most places in the United States than it is today. Now, I know, I know way back when, There were many outlets that were already highly partisan and biased, though they pretended to be uh, neutral, but they really weren't. As a general rule, when you worked in a medium-sized town doing news, you had to walk that fine line of not sharing your opinion. And there was a good reason for that. Number one, even though in many towns, especially when I was working in the South, the politics were pretty much uniform, you didn't want to appear to be a partisan. You didn't want to take particular sides of certain social issues of the day, at least in terms of doing a newscast. Just like Joe Friday said back in the old TV show Dragon it just the facts ma'am just the facts I can remember taking a job as a news director in Atlanta Georgia and the ownership of the station made it very clear to me because I'm still a young guy I don't have as many years experience as others but he said people should never know what your opinion is. They should never know what your politics are. They shouldn't even know where you go to church. All they want from you is an honest and credible voice. And let them decide what to do with the information they receive. Now, I can remember in 1996... My wife and I were living in Toccoa, Georgia. We never had had, well, we did once or twice. We never really had cable television in in our entire lives. We were married at that point over 20 years. Because I just didn't see the value in it. There was a time living in a large city that we had kind of no choice when we were in a condominium or an apartment complex that did not allow antennas, and we had basic cable 
for a short season, I actually did some technical work for a cable company and I got it for free. In 1996, like I say, we just had an outside antenna. We were lucky to get two or three, maybe four TV stations. And we had certain programs that we enjoyed watching. Not that many, but we did have some. And I saw an ad, and we thought we'd give it a try. It was for Dish Network and Little Satellite Dish. And it was a very, very inexpensive rate. And we were in a position where I could afford to buy the little receiver and the dish. It wasn't all that expensive. And so we decided to give it a try for a year or two, especially at that very inexpensive rate. And if we didn't like it, we just, you know, ditch it. So we we hooked up our television set to Dish Network. And we didn't get any of the real premium channels, just their very basic stuff, which was fine. And included at that time was not just CNN or the Weather Channel, which was nice to have in 1996. But also it included Fox News, a brand new network that had just started up. And we started watching this news network. And over time, we started watching the news more than we were watching the entertainment programs that we had been watching prior. And look, by the 1990s, a lot of what was happening in network TV was, you know, the days of the Carol Burnett show and those kind of programs were behind us. The days of decent entertainment, they weren't around anymore. I mean, the TV shows that I liked back in the day were things like, you know, as far as a dramatic series, if you want to call it that, like the Rockford Files or something along that line. Entertainment, it was pleasant to watch and then we would watch local news i've always been somebody that followed news and and maybe i'm abnormal even as a young child i was reading the newspaper i I was fascinated i didn't understand a lot of what i was reading but over time you begin to understand and learn and so i've always been a bit of a news junkie And so I fell into it quite easily in radio to do the news. And I had my little reporter's notebook. I had my special little tape recorder and I had my microphone and I interviewed people and I went to meetings and I covered, you know, trials. I I covered city commission and city council meetings and, and county commission and council meetings. Interviewed mayors and governors over the years presidential candidates, and even a president. So I've had some outstanding opportunities. But back in the day when I started, my opinion was not to be known by anybody but me. My job was not to was not to create a different society or a different set of opinions. My job was just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. Well, today that's not true. 
Today, MSNBC and CNN, they are propaganda outlets. They are no longer even news. Even real news gets a spin. And they don't even try to hide it anymore because the American people have been so dumbed down by our pathetic public education system run by the transgender mafia trying to discern discern which kindergartner is gay or in the wrong body. I'm not saying that's everywhere, but man, it is coming rapidly to every public school across the nation if you don't pay attention. Yeah, even small town America in Alabama or South Carolina, it's coming. And it's because the universities have been co-opted and taken over by an agenda. And they force that agenda upon the students. If they don't comply with that agenda, they are ostracized. They are shouted down. They are considered hate speech individuals. Uh, You've heard it all. You know what I'm talking about. The things that I'm accused of every day. And I wear it like a badge of honor. You know, truth now is hate speech. Let's be honest. Honest to goodness truth is hate speech. You're not allowed to speak truth. It needs to be it needs to be modified to the agenda so you can be accepted. You need to you need to believe in the new set of values that rule this world and these are the values that are going to take this nation down. And so when I watch the news on CNN occasionally, rarely, to be quite honest. And sometimes for a laugh or two, I'll put on MSNBC, and after about four or five minutes, I'm done. I can't can't tolerate it anymore. I honestly have not watched a network newscast from ABC, NBC, or CBS probably in 20 years. 20 years. They were ridiculous then. And I see enough that comes across my various news feeds and I'll see a little tiny story, you know, where you've got one of the hosts for the Sunday programs or some news reporter and the bias is just, it is just over the top. The news media today, the mainstream, highly funded, very wealthy news media today, including most Not all of the big boys on the internet like Huffington Post. If you want to get some brain damage, just read the Huffington Post. You'll be losing brain cells faster than, than an alcoholic is losing theirs. These are not media outlets anymore. They're propaganda tools. They are tools not just so much for a political party, though they definitely lean in that direction. It's more for the ideology, and this political party in particular uh, has grabbed onto that ideology for votes because they don't have a spine either. They just go wherever they can get the votes. And so the more degenerate the cause, the more they seem to want to jump on board. Yeah, little kids need to have their, little girls need to have their breast removed by the age of 11 or 12 because they're really a boy, don't you know it? I. What are the stats on this? To watch NBC, 
ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, to read the New York Times, the the Washington Post, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, to read any of these major newspapers, you would think that at least a third to half of the world is transgender and at least a third to half of the world is gay. They tried to imply that 10% were gay years ago. That, that number doesn't hold. It's nowhere near it. Transgender, legitimate, real transgender, not delusion. Richard Levine, delusion. Richard Levine, you are deluded. You are not a woman. You're not an admiral. You're not, you're not even qualified to be a doctor, let alone tell me about tell anybody, you know, about transgenderism in children. You're a very sick individual that needs to be put in a home and get treatment for your mental illness. You shouldn't be put in charge of anything. But no, the propaganda media that we have today is too busy celebrating this kind of stupidity and nonsense. And they want you to believe that there's so many of these kids that are, you know, do you want a a dead daughter or a live son or something like that? I mean, this is the nonsensical garbage, which is all a lie. Goebbels, Joseph Goebbels, propaganda minister for Adolf Hitler is quoted as saying, and I believe it's true, if you tell a big, unbelievable lie loud enough and long enough, it will become the truth. Let me say that again so you didn't miss it. Joseph Goebbels said, propaganda minister, Nazi Germany, if you tell a big enough lie Long enough and loud enough, it will become the truth. And especially when you're like Goebbels, you controlled the media. And you also controlled the movies. See, there was no television back then. There was newspaper, radio, and movies. Goebbels was smart. He made sure that every German household had a radio that could pick up medium wave stations. That the state pretty much told the ownership what they were allowed to to play and say and do. There was also a board that, that censored and controlled what went into the movies. And the newspapers, because what you had in Germany, to be quite honest, was a fascist society. That means private ownership but government control they chose the winners and losers and there were a lot of winners that made a lot of money became very wealthy during the second world war and before they were the ones that the state made a winner play ball with us companies like Bayer pharmaceuticals you know Bayer aspirin they also made the poison gas for Auschwitz in case you didn't know. Companies like Porsche, automobiles, and made the people's car called the Volkswagen. These were the winners of the day in Hitler's Germany. 
privately owned companies blessed by the state doing the state's bidding were allowed to become filthy rich, wealthy, and powerful. If you didn't, your company wasn't going anywhere. We're kind of turning into that society here in the United States, and a lot of people don't realize it. And it's and it's being done by things like ESG, Environmental Social Governance Scores, or IDE, or IE, I can never keep it straight, Inclusive, Diverse, Equity. These things are becoming what the government is wanting you to do. And it's being done not so much by the government per se, but by many of the super wealthy financial organizations like BlackRock, Chase, Bank of America, all those in trying to curry government favor and know that when their bad banking decisions become costly, the government will bail them out. They play ball with the social issues, and then they push this agenda down to companies. I, I, meant the, I mentioned this Tuesday, if, and I want you to keep this in mind. Companies like Kohl's, yeah, the guy that owns the company is a bit to the left. Same with Amazon and Bezos and a lot of others. But their extreme views on being involved in transgender and Pride Month and all of this are because those that run the purse strings and the ability to borrow short-term money to buy inventory are pushing them in that direction, saying, you know, you need to really become inclusive. You really need to, to embrace the Pride agenda. It makes you look good. AT&T, and any other company that played that game. And so they did. They started putting in their little pride displays and their merchandise. You know, PetSmart, I think, committed suicide in, in some with some people in terms of, you know, I got an email at the end of May full of rainbows and wanted me to buy a pride dog collar for my little dogs. Show your pride. You and your pet can show your pride. No, I'm not going to show my pride. I am not proud of any of that nonsense. I'm not, I don't pride myself in something that I'm just not doing it. And so we used to go down to Bristol, not far from where we live, to get a few pet supplies. We found another source. We have stopped shopping because of that email, I'm not going back to to PetSmart. I'm done. You do not send me rainbow email encouraging me to go out there and wave a transgender or gay flag. I'm not doing it. I will have nothing to do with it. And if this is what you think I should be doing, I think I should not be dealing with you any longer. Even Cracker Barrel. Of all places, you know, we're nice older people going back and forth from Pennsylvania to to Florida stop to eat. The old country store has become the old country whore. Sorry to put it so bluntly, but that is what has happened. 
These companies, their greed for money has blinded them and their need for money has compromised them to fall into place with every bit of this reprobate behavior, immoral behavior, and the disintegration of our nation. And most of the mainstream news media are liars, just filthy liars with an agenda. Untrustworthy. They should, there's not anybody on NBC, ABC, or CBS you should ever be watching or listening to when it comes to news. There, there's, they have lost, they have lost any credibility they've had. And they've been surrendering it for over 40 years, one little piece at a time. And now it's just, it's over. I mean, they, they are no longer news outlets. They are propaganda outlets. Textbook companies for schools, same thing. It's not the facts anymore. It's the agenda. That's why if there's any way you can keep children out of a public school, it needs to be done. Churches need to step up to the plate. Maybe you can't start a school. Maybe your church is too small to start a school. I understand that. I have been the pastor of churches, both large and small, and I know a little thing about budgets and income and support. Of course, a lot of people give from their excess, not from their heart, and so the church gets the leftovers, and that's sad. I was very blessed back in the early 1950s. A fairly young pastor at that time, probably, I would say, 30-ish, was at a church, and the church had been there for a long time, since the 1800s. And at that time, in the 1800s, the community was mostly farming, and it stayed that way into the first part of the 20th century. And then, you know, between the First and Second World War, a few companies built out in that area because it was inexpensive. One was an aircraft manufacturer. The Second World War hit, and a lot of factories and a lot of industrial places came into being. Following the Second World War, those companies still stayed in business. A lot of aerospace moved into the region. The baby boom came along. And this little town in Long Island suddenly was no longer a farming community with a quiet little train track. It was a growing community with houses being built literally daily. And thousands upon thousands of young families settled into places like Hicksville and Levittown and Plainview. And it was in that environment that this young pastor saw the opportunity to develop a school. And he went on a quest, raising the money to establish a school that would accommodate kindergarten through the sixth grade 
And then when I came along, it expanded to the 7th and 8th grade as I was moving through the school system. And then he helped establish a high school in the community next door, a little bit north. In other words, you could go to a Christian school from kindergarten through the 12th grade. And the academic standards were excellent. Being grounded in God's word was a strong part of of what you did in that school. I know people today, they're my age, 68. We went to the school together. And the influence that school had on their lives is permanent. Believe me on that. The school back in those days, I never knew anybody that had to leave the school because their parents could no longer afford to have their child go there. There was always money available to help any family out that would be agreeable to having their child in the school and the parents becoming partners with the school in in the education of their children. In other words, you became a participant. You were a part of the process. And your child was also a part of that church. Or at least a church on a regular basis. I know today there are some Christian schools out there and when the parents don't have the money in hard times, the kids have to withdraw because people don't want to put up the money I guess we have two income needs these days. You know, back when I was a kid, it was just my dad working. My mom was at home. Jim Calhoun talked about that yesterday. How things have changed so dramatically in just a matter of decades. Now it takes two incomes to pay the taxes, to pay all the bills, to pay for all the things we have become expectant upon church for many people is just an annoyance because I don't have the time. I never have time to myself anymore. I'm always working. I never have time. Kids? Oh, I have kids? You know what I'm talking about. Let me just make it real clear. I don't care if your church has 25 members or 2,500 members. You could do something and make a difference in your community. But Bob, our little church, we, we can barely afford to pay the preacher or, or he works for free like I did in a lot of churches too. I did a lot of free work in my ministry. I'm doing it to this day because God has met my needs, which is the good thing. It's a matter of priorities. It's a matter of priorities. Maybe you're not able in a small church to have a a parochial or Christian school or academy. You may I, I can understand that. But there are a lot of lot of parents that would consider homeschooling their kids if they just had some support, a place to occasionally meet, to meet with other parents, maybe find one person, just one person that can help guide these parents through the process and all the pitfalls and all the things that can go wrong. 
That's how you make change. One child, one family, one church, one little community at a time. And guess what? I remind you again, the United States will not be fixed and become a wonderful place because of the 2024 election. It didn't happen in 2020. It didn't happen in 2016. Didn't happen in 2012. Didn't happen in 2008 or 4 or 2000 or 96 or 92. It didn't happen. Why? Because you're putting your trust in princes and the sons of men, not in Almighty God. And too many people, even listeners to this program, they're marginal in their faith and they're all about elections and this and that and politics. I'm just going to say it. I could care less about politics. I really could. Oh, I'll vote. And I will look for the candidate that comes as close to my values as possible. And I know that I'll, the odds are I'll never find one that really is totally in line with the way I think. But I'm going to do the best that I can because... And it comes down to the old saying, yeah, I am choosing between the lesser of two evils or three or whatever the number is. That's the secular world. And as Christians, we are in this world, though we are not of this world. Now, before I go to the break, I want to share one little quick, I mean, this is a short story. And I got a kick out of it. Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. By the way, he is a medical doctor, pretty intelligent guy. And a few days ago, somebody sent me this. I I really haven't watched Fox News since Tucker's demise. I I just shut it off. And a matter of fact, I even got rid of Sling. The only way I could see Fox was streaming. I mean, we had gotten rid of Dish Network and everything else. We were not watching any of this garbage. Why spend all the money to have all these channels that are just garbage? Just brainwashed garbage in my home. I don't want it. But he was on Fox and Friends the other day talking about the vaccine and talking about the pandemic. You should have seen the stone faces of the host. Remember, Fox News was a big shill for the vaccine, took lots of vaccine money. Ooh, we can do it. Get vaccinated today. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. They look like somebody put spoiled milk in their Cheerios as Senator Ron Johnson had this to say. Listen, we all wanted these vaccines to end the pandemic. They didn't. They were not as effective and certainly not as safe as we all hoped and prayed. They don't prevent infection. They don't prevent transmission. But nobody will admit they were wrong because the body count is way too high. They sabotaged early treatment. They completely mishandled the uh, Uh, The pandemic response, we shut down schools, Sweden didn't, not a child in Sweden died. Uh, You actually have lower infection rates uh, when you're around kids, we're starting to find out. So, I mean, through through the hubris, uh, through just the arrogance of people like Fauci and people that uh, uh, were in charge of our response, we completely mishandled this. And nobody at this point in time will admit they're wrong. And quite honestly, uh, people who who got the the vaccine also don't really want to know that uh, there may be some real issues here. So we are in a complete state of denial 
Uh, but people have to start facing reality, and that starts with the federal health officials, which they are not doing. I've written close to 50 oversight letters, and I've basically gotten the back in the hand of uh, people like uh, Walensky and, and other federal health officials. Uh, transparency, honesty has to begin uh, sooner rather than later. Now, I will admit that I don't always agree with everything that Senator Ron Johnson has to say, but on this particular topic, he's right on the money. How many people warned you about the safety and efficacy of the vaccines? And all that ever happened was YouTube would shut them off. Misinformation, Facebook, Twitter, everybody. Oh, Google, all over it making you disappear like a non-person. This was worse than China during Mao Zedong. I mean, this is what we've come down to in our country. Bunch of fascist fools running the tech industry, shutting voices down. I've got something I'll share in a minute about that. And those folks at Fox, they took that vaccine money and they just sucked it right on up. Ooh, just like crack cocaine up their nostrils. And if anybody talks ill about the vaccine, the looks on their faces, how dare you say that about the wonder elixir that makes money. Look, even Newsmax runs the stupid ads for the things, which makes me question some of their credibility as well. Nobody wants to touch that topic because the money is more important than the dead bodies that are stacking up. We warned you, and I was called misinformation. We told you that, you know, it would be endless boosters and they don't work, that you can still get and spread COVID. That was called disinformation. Today, it's called the truth, even by the CDC. They lied to you a lot. The United States, sadly, is heading down the same pathway as many other nations and empires before us. It's not going to end well. And we'll share that on the other side of the break. If you believe in the mission and the ministry and the work that we are doing here, Truth to Ponder, as you know, KVOH, which we normally would be on on a Thursday, is no more. Cost of operations, loss of the tower site, they're not coming back. And I really wish we had additional outlets, and I'm looking. Pray about it. To do it, we need the funding. Get your gift, large or small, is what keeps this place going. It really does. It keeps the airtime paid for. And if you can help us as we come into this month of July, thank the Lord, Pride Month is coming to an end. Make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia. Zip code is 24319, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. You can also support us from our website, Truth, the number two ponder. Com. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Shachar 
and you shall find. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. In Proverbs 25, 2, it says, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of kings to search a matter or to seek. And similar in the New Covenant scriptures, the New Testament, Messiah says, seek and you shall find or seek, seek, seek. Well, in the Hebrew word for that, is the word shachar. Now, you remember being a kid, waking up on your birthday and you couldn't wait to get up, you were eager? Well, that's what the word shachar is really meaning. It also means early or to get up early to seek. Like like you're just just so anxious, you get up to seek, you can't wait, you're eager. What's the Bible saying? Not just seek the Lord, but shachar the Lord. Mean being means you should be so eager for the Lord. You wake up early to seek him. You know, your heart is eager. It's not so much about the time of day, but it's your heart is so eager as if you just can't wait. Like your birthday, you look forward to being with him. You can't wait to to seek him, to be with him, to find him eagerly with all your heart. That's what it's about. That's the one who's going to be blessed. He said, Shachar, seek me and you'll find me when you, you search with all your heart. That's Shachar. You know, everyone who seeks shachar, fine. So not just I'm seeking the Lord, but I can't wait to be with him. I can't wait to learn more, to discover him. There's so much more to him. That's the one who's going to be blessed and you will be blessed. That's the one who will find. And that's the one who's going to rejoice. The one who doesn't just seek, but the one who shachars, who can't wait to find more of God. Want more? Ask for the glory of God and kings on CD. Now, the free gift for you, hidden for 2,000 years in the sands of Israel, in a sense, better than Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's real. The Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. You'll love it. And Sapphire's your daily spiritual vitamin supply for victorious life in God. How do you get all these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 for your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me in bringing the good news back to the people who gave it to you, Israel, and to the unreached peoples of every tribe and tongue on five continents. You will be so blessed. It's the farthest way you can ever impact this earth for salvation. Through Shoy Radio, it's amazing. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Love to hear from you. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy at box 1111. It's in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. The zip 07644. It's the nice Jewish boy, box 1111. That's in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Aleichem, seek Shachar, the Lord, and you will find him in Messiah Ravinu, our teacher. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Thursday. A lot going on this week. I'm meeting with a a manager of a local radio station group. They have a number of radio stations in this market. We have used them to advertise the church. And there's some other things that are might be in the works. We don't know. So keep that in mind as we try to put all this together. It's an exciting time and a little part of Virginia with starting a small church. It's never easy. You know, it it can be disappointing and it can be encouraging at the same time. Sure, you'd like to have a big congregation from day one, but that's not going to happen. But you get that core group. Then you begin to build with that core group. And in no time at all, you can have a very 
healthy and functioning congregation that is committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and learning from God's Word. And that's what we're trying to do at Trinity Chapel in Seven Mile Ford, which is technically Marion, Virginia. And so we'll tell you more about that probably on tomorrow's broadcast. For now, if you want to find out about the church, it's trinitychapelvirginia.com, trinitychapelvirginia.com. By the way, I updated the our website, the Truth to Ponder website, uh, to give you a little bit of an update where it said church project. I've updated those pages. It's been such a busy time. I just never had a chance to get around to it. So I, you know, I, all the help I can get, I will take. If anybody wants to help with a website, let me know. Uh, you can email me, Bob at Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Bob at Truth, two, ponder.com. As I get back to the story that I really want to get into for the remainder of this program, I saw this little line that really stood out, written by an attorney. And he does a great job. And he he happened to say, talking about everything that went wrong with the COVID pandemic. And he talks about what he calls, you know, NIA ID director, and as he calls him, the human cockroach, Tony Fauci. This guy, you know, this is what Rand Paul said the other day. The blame should go not only to the Chinese authorities, but to Anthony Fauci and all of those who advocated for this. And Rand Paul continued, Bill Gates had been over there recently talking about China. Bill Gates is the largest funder of trying to find these viruses in remote caves and bringing them to big cities. And what happened in China is they went eight to 10 hours south of Wuhan and then two to 300 feet deep in a cave and found naturally occurring viruses and took them back to a city of 15 million. (laughs) And Fauci calls that science. And everybody knew from the beginning, not only was he funding this research, that's Dr. Fauci, he was going around the regulatory apparatus to let it happen, even though it was illegal. Tony Fauci needs to be arrested. People died, and in many cases because of the CDC's protocol, unnecessarily. There needs to be a day of reckoning. This cannot be swept under the rug, period. Because if we let this happen, if the corruption in our government is so deep, then we are over. We are dead. We are destroyed. Our days are numbered. The Roman Empire succeeded for a thousand years. A thousand years. Started small, but they had an idea. And they had created a form of government never before seen in the world. Even though you had an emperor, you had a senate, you had a house of people, you had a functioning government that was actually in many ways a theocracy because their government was tied into their gods and goddesses of the age. 
they they achieved remarkable scientific feats and engineering feats the world had never seen before, short of the pyramids in, in Egypt. Bridges, roadways, literally water reservoirs, and, and the ability of sewage treatment, these were happening before the first century in the Roman Empire. They conquered many, many regions. And many regions, it didn't take much to conquer because they were bringing things to the region that the region never had had before. And they became, in many cases, willing participants in the Roman Empire. Others were by conquest. And what started happening in Rome as they got big and powerful, the temptation for corruption and getting your hands on some of that power becomes rampant. People also became rather lazy. They decided to farm out their military needs to barbarian soldiers from an area we now know as Germany and pay them. Instead of the Romans themselves getting their hands dirty, oh yeah, there may be a a leader, a centurion, you know, somebody high in rank, but many of his men come from the barbaric regions. Matthew writer of the book of Matthew, St. Matthew. Before he met Jesus, he was a tax collector. And that was kind of a cushy job. It was also a very corrupt job. In other words, the state or the empire empowered you to be a collector of taxes on their behalf. And you could pretty much take what you wanted as long as you gave the amount they needed to them. So Matthew is making a huge profit as a tax collector with the power of the state behind him. Corruption. People would try to buy those kind of jobs in parts of the empire to be a tax collector, to be in charge of something and enjoy the fruits of their corruption. Sounds, sounds like the administration we have in Washington today. Making money by selling out the nation, being corrupt. Rome always had a bit of a moral problem, but for many of the centuries of their thousand years, certain, shall we say, sexual behaviors were highly discouraged and seen as weaknesses. Homosexual behavior being one of them. But in time, that became normalized and mainstreamed. Some of their goddesses and gods took on new powers. Aphrodite could change the gender of a man to a woman or a woman to a man. Sound familiar? Homosexuality, transgenderism, it begins to move into the culture. Extreme corruption compromise of dignity and values, persecution of Christians. All these came into being 
and kept growing like a cancer. And the thousand-year reign, it was over a hundred or so years before the Roman Empire totally collapsed. The United States celebrates its 250th birthday in 2026. I can remember the bicentennial of 1976. And in this time from 76 to what will be a couple of few years from now, three years from now, in these 47 years, how we have declined in 47 years what took Rome 250 years to accomplish in terms of degradation and disgusting behavior, corruption, immorality. It took them over 250 years to get to where we've gotten to in less than 50. And the rate of descent into the pits of hell for the United States is ever increasing. There's a guy that used to be on Fox years ago. He now owns a radio station, does his own commentary. Todd Starnes. He's out of Memphis, Tennessee. He was kicked off of YouTube permanently this week his account canceled for daring to report on the degradation and the pride parade held somewhere in washington state and all he was doing was repeating and sharing something someone else did they canceled him now if you are celebrating that horrific behavior of men exposing their genitals to little children if you celebrate that your YouTube account is still there. YouTube is an immoral piece of absolute disgusting garbage in the way that it is run. Google is the most evil company on the face of the planet, and we're stuck with it. Google equals evil. Google is satanic. Google is demonically possessed. Google is, it's going to take people straight into hell. I still have a Gmail account, and all I use it for is my garbage and junk mail. I I hope that they waste their time reading my spam mail. I rarely, if ever, send anything important on that account. If somebody wants an email address that I know is going to be harvested for advertising, they get the Gmail account. Then I can ignore it and let Google read it. I don't care. I use email addresses that Google does not read, that I know the providers don't harvest and read. They're secure. I control them. And there's a reason. I don't trust Google. I don't trust YouTube owned by Google. I don't trust Blogger anymore. I thought about using it years ago. Before I did this program, I'd considered putting a few written pieces out a week, mostly theological and looking at the world from a, a biblical point of view and expose the, the post-Christian era that we live. Hate to admit it, Obama was right when he said years ago, we are no longer a Christian nation. He hit the nail on the head. He was right. Oh, a lot of people were mad. But when 53% of the people in this country no longer have anything to do with any kind of religion, 
And of the 47% that do, most of them are marginal at best. And then the next highest level are those that are in the woke and corrupted churches with their rainbow flags and same-sex marriages and a reinventing of the scriptures. It's a funny thing, and I mentioned this the other day. I read this article, and I'm going I'm to repeat this again. Some of the founding fathers of this nation, not all of them, some of the founding fathers of this nation, mostly those that were deist, not Christians. There was a mixture of Christians and deist. And some of the deist, you know, they kind of believe there's some kind of a God thing out there where they don't want to identify it. They had an affinity and, and a curiosity about the Roman Empire how powerful it became across the globe. And they really believed that if they could duplicate some of the things that made Rome a great empire, the United States could be a great empire as well. And so our form of government is amazingly similar to what Rome was trying to achieve. Even the architecture of many of our buildings in our capital city of Washington, D.C. have the look of like a Roman building. Look at the House of Representatives and the, the look at the buildings we have. They wanted to duplicate the glory of Rome in this country. Now, many just were hoping to have a free country loosely connected by a small federal government and let the states do their thing. Others, others believed in a different plan. They were hoping in time that the federal government would grow and become more powerful and we would become a force to be reckoned with in the world. It took until Abraham Lincoln to a degree, late 1800s, and finally Woodrow Wilson was the tipping point bringing us into World War I. There's something to be said. Modern political leaders have the history of previous empires to look back on and therefore should not repeat their mistakes. But then again, it's never the case. There's always been those who have warned the state away from this pattern of self-destruction. It was Cicero, 55 years before Christ, who once said, the budget should be balanced, the treasury should be refilled, Public debt should be reduced, the arrogance of officialdom should be tempered and controlled, and the assistance to foreign land should be curtailed, lest Rome become bankrupt. People must again learn to work instead of living on public assistance. Friends, that was over 2,000 years ago. And what's the United States doing today? Everything that Cicero warned about, we're, we're following the same pattern. We are following the same moral pattern. White House celebrating pride, transgenderism, bodily mutilation, junk science, false gods, ever-increasing debt, warmongering, and profiteering off warmongering. Everything, everything that destroyed the Roman Empire, we in the United States are doing today. Except we're doing it more efficiently and quicker. 
how much longer can we survive? Could there be a last-ditch effort? We learned one thing about corruption, and we're seeing it. Woodrow Wilson gave us the income tax based on a lie. Oh, it'll only be a 1% tax on incomes over $100,000. That was the promise made by Woodrow Wilson when he proposed an income tax. Now, a hundred over a hundred years ago, most families only made a thousand dollars or less a year. So a hundred thousand is like twenty million dollar or fifty million dollar income today. So it never is going to affect me. So yeah, I'll go ahead and pass it. What they didn't recognize, it gave the authority then to the Congress and the Senate to write bills and set tax levies. Only took 10 years before everybody was in the noose on a lie. We had survived without an income tax in this nation from its beginning. And now that we have all this money, all we do is get involved with world conflict and self-destruction, immoral behavior. Every bit of it is going to lead us to the same demise as the Roman Empire. The barbarians will be at the gate. They already are at the gate. Really, they are. The Roman Empire collapsed, and right now, financially, we are going the way of Venezuela and a bunch of other third world countries. And honestly, I don't see how it's going to be fixed in the 2024 election. You can believe that fairy. That's a fairy tale. We're going to fix it. And we're going to and we're going to come after Hunter Biden and we're going to get everything right. And we're going to go after those those that 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 gave us Operation Hurricane Crossfire, Crossfire Hurricane. I mean, and and we're going to finally get to the bottom of all this. No, we're not. We're not getting anywhere. It's a big fat lie and we're going to go down with the lie. Don't buy it. The deep state is too powerful. They commit... Look, there are those that say that our CIA has been involved with many of an assassination, even of its own people. The 51 that signed that document saying that the Hunter Biden laptop was disinformation fully knew that it was the real deal. And they lied to you and me, and they didn't care. They're evil and they're reprobates. They're traitors... And they are a disease to this nation that will undermine us just as sure as the Roman Empire imploded. That's where we are today in the United States. Do not put your trust in princes and the sons of men. You need to put it in Jesus Christ. He is our only hope. And as we go forward tomorrow and into next week on this program, we need to begin to understand where we are in history, where we are in terms of what the Bible has to say, and what Jesus has been telling his church. Do you believe in our mission and ministry? I would love to expand the shortwave time we've lost. Would you help? Would you make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, mailing address, post office box 510, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia. That's Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code 24319. Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code 24319. You can also support us from the website truth, the number two ponder.com.
This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.